Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. It is Tuesday, December the 20th. This is our last show of the year. Hopefully uh, you and your families have a wonderful holiday season and we will catch you on the other side of the new year. A um, little bit of housekeeping before we get into the new year. We will be um, releasing the rest of the audio for the shows from this month um, over the next couple of weeks. So if you are an audio-only listener, thank you for that. Um, we will get you caught up heading into the new year. And then as we start the new year, we will probably start the year with a best of and a 2023 goal show that first week in December and then move on to our regular news and notes and top three and all that fun stuff. Um, one thing on the top three side, if you do have any suggestions for top threes for 2023, definitely drop those in over on the website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning and fill out that little form in the top right section. Um, that'll help us with some of that content creation for next year. Um, so like I said, we've got Peter with Princesses and the Mouse, Disney Travel. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of Disney news. We're going to talk some uh, other stuff, do a top three, and have, have some fun tonight. So uh, let me go ahead and bring on Peter and get this show rolling. Mr. Salvadori, how you doing tonight? Living the dream. Living the dream. Did you get a chance to see Avatar over the weekend? No, not, I've been too busy, man. Finals she, finished up last week between finals and basketball and everything else like that. <clears throat> I'm trying I to will, make it to it this week, uh, and if not, I'll just wait for it on Disney+. Plus. So so a few things. we I did get to see it. Uh, Ali from Ali's Adventures and I went and saw it uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. We got a... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm plugging her sh channel. Yeah, too. I love it, but you just said it in a way that she's not your daughter. Like Allie from Allie's Adventures and I. Okay, so my daughter, my Allie. daughter Allie, who has right. a podcast. <laughs> uh, so we went and saw it Sunday morning. Um, if you have a good theater that does a matinee, you can still see it on their big screens. We have the Imagine Theaters, and we saw it in their Emax for nine dollars Sunday morning. It was fantastic. Um, it does have some good big screen moments. I think it's going to translate well. Uh, when you bring it down to, you know, your 55, 65 inch TV, there wasn't, I felt like the first avatar was just kind of like everything was awe inspiring and huge and big. Mm -hmm. And this one, I, I didn't get that the whole way through the movie. So, um, I think it will do well. Still a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Still a great movie. Still worth going and seeing if you want to go see it in the theater. Um, and apparently $441 million worth of people wanted to see it in the theater over the weekend. Um, which is a great opening, but I think it's I think it's one that's going to go well onto the TVs. Um, so let's get into a little bit of news here. Uh, let me go ahead and get the timer going. So we've got 15 minutes here. Um, let me start out with the big news. The big news is we have an end date for Harmonious. 
That came out last week. Um, there, it was speculated, and I don't think it's a big surprise, but Harmonious is going to end with the 50th celebration at the end of March. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you're not going to go see it, go over to our YouTube channel if you're not already there and check it out. We have a fantastic version, multi-angle version, um, over on the YouTube channel that we think does a really good job kind of capturing what that show is. So Harmonious is a really, really good show. What's it going to be replaced with at Epcot, Peter? So um, I know that we had talked about that, uh, but from my knowledge, the new one isn't supposed to be ready until later next year. Yeah, so oh. it's it sounds like they're gonna try and do a little bit of a bridge show and right. possibly it seems like sort of like an illuminations kind of maybe similar to the um Epcot oh, what was that one? Yeah, there it is. I was like, what is that the show we both hated? Um, <laughs> like, right. So so you and I have speculated and we even talked about and I'm I'm forgetting the name of it, but like it's been speculated, but nothing's been officially announced. Um, unless you have some knowledge that I have about the new show's official name or anything. So there, um, there is no official name. Is, right. We yeah. just know, like, Damaro said that it'll debut in late 2023. So I was kind of surprised that they are going to chop it without having the next one kind of, like, ready to, to go the very next day. Is this the biggest disappointment when it comes to nighttime shows at disney how much money in everything that they put into this because from everything that i've heard the big um projection screens coming down the taco barges are coming down they are ripping everything out of the world showcase lagoon for the new show so you're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars down the drain and think about all the time it took to develop you know i mean that was that was getting set up and being set up for gosh you and i basically chronicled the building of those barges over <laughs> the entire pandemic i felt like yeah we're like ooh, aerial footage shows that they're almost done with another one like we're no it, it, it's crazy and, and to think you know they're, they're not going to get rid of that technology it's going to go somewhere else you know i was talking to shannon on the way home from the mall this afternoon that you know, what if they put that that setup or some of that setup between Disney Springs and Saratoga Springs as like a a nighttime projection show, and then during the day it's just big LED billboards for Disney Springs locations. Yeah, and you can um, put the little spray launchers up during the day too, and just make it a really ugly looking fountain. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why they're they're getting rid of it is because the fountain never worked. When you're sucking up that much ash from the illumination fireworks out of the uh, the World Showcase Lagoon, the fountain aspect of that never really worked the way it was intended. You know, I think I only saw the fountain going once or twice um, during the day and all the days that we were there while they were were building it, while they were testing it, and since they've had it up. So yeah. Yeah, they've always, the water features have always worked during the show to all the shows that I've seen. But yeah, during the day, they were just big set pieces sitting out. And to that point, um, you know, and, and there was a big cry for this when the show first was created. They really do detract from what used to just be this tranquil beautifulness of that lagoon as you walked around the World Showcase. So having those five massive set pieces out there really did detract from the scenery of like looking around world showcase. So, um, I don't know. It's, I enjoyed harmonious. I thought it was a good show. So, um, I'm sad to see it go because it, it was a very great celebration of all of these different, um, Disney movies and it, it had a good theme and good messaging and good music and good fireworks and all that good stuff. Um, but we just got to sit and wait for 2023 now and officially see if the next thing's better. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is we've just got to, we've got to hope that they've got something in the works that's better and, you know, 
kind of ties back in that Illuminations feel that I think a lot of people were disappointed with the new show because it didn't have that outside yeah. of Disney feel. Yeah, and that was my my immediate because you know I have the farewell Illuminations Magic Man, like Illumination celebrated world culture, Harmonious just celebrated Disney IP. Yeah. So. All right, a couple of things in restaurants. We're getting Cinderella's Royal Table back with all the princesses. That's going to be starting on February twenty eighth. So I love that. I love that it's February. Why? Why not March first? Like, why? Are we, <laughs> like, why not so, February 29th? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna bring it back the very next February twenty ninth. <laughs> Ah, you got us. So, so this has been an interesting one because technically, since not too long after the parks reopened from the pandemic, Cinderella's Royal Table was kind of operating as a character meal because Cinderella was still there in the dining hall. Yeah, but okay. So the difference is Cinderella would just kind of like pop out and wave from a distance and then just leave again so this will be back to cinderella's down in the lobby waiting to greet you before you head up to your table and you wait in line and do your meet and greet and then you get called by your host or hostess to go and be set and then three or four other princesses who have been who have been invited by cinderella will come to your table sign your books take your photos and all that stuff so i get the delineation between because it's not a character meal right now. There is a character at the meal, but it's not a character meal as we would label uh, a dining experience. So with, with 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 this logic, is be our guest a character meal? No. Okay. And I I, I don't sell it that way. And um, if you go on to be our guest, I'm ninety percent sure that it's not listed as character dining. Correct. So, so, no, I would never have classified Be Our Guest, even even during, like, before the pandemic when it was quick service, lunch, breakfast, lunch. Um, I would never classify dinner as a character meal. It is a fine, it is a signature dining experience that involves a unique meet and greet. Is how, that's, that's the way I would put it. It's not a character meal. Because character dining, I need to be sitting there and they need to come to my table <laughs> All right, speaking of character dining, let's go over to Chef Mickey's. Chef Mickey's is getting the buffet back on March the 1st. So... <laughs> and that one they did March 1st. Like, what the hell? So, so yeah, so uh, buffet experience back at Chef Mickey's. So this is one of the things, and, and we've got this as a top three. We, three, we just haven't hit it yet. Things we wish would have stayed from the pandemic. Dude, I swear to God, if that gets pulled randomly today. I loved family-style dining at uh, Crystal Palace, yeah. at Chef Mickey's, at Tusker House. I loved that family-style dining. I, what, I mean, I can't disagree with you at all. My favorite... One of my favorite aspects of Ohana versus those other ones that you just named is, or was, because now it'll go back to being one of the only ones that is. Yeah. Um, that, like, you just bring me my platter of food. It's a limited. So the, the backside of that is, like, it's a more limited offering. Um, you know, another one that does that, another character one. Um, Oscar Shush. Yep. Um, so, uh, well... Akershish, you have kind of like the food, like the salads and appetizer buffet, but then you order something off the menu. Um, but their was breakfast thinking, was their breakfast was family style, right? Um, I was thinking about Garden Grill, so Garden Grill is all oh, yeah, yeah, a character family style. But anyway, I I'm 100 on board with you. I kind of wish that all character dining was either, you know, like Cinderella and Akershish do, where you kind of like but you order a specific menu item or like um, Topolino's does that as well. You order uh -huh. a specific menu item um, or that it was that family style because that 
the whole get up, get in line, wait through a buffet, come back, sit down, it really does detract a little bit of like from I don't know what I feel Disney should really be about, and that's you know unique the service aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want exactly right. Like I want to sit down with my family and have a family meal. I don't want to sit there and go, oh, okay, hun. Well, I'm gonna go up and get the kids' plates, and then I'll come back, and then you can get your plate, and then once you're back, I'll go get my plate. Yeah, and then hopefully you don't miss one of the dance parties or a character coming by or, you know, stuff like that. They try and tell you when people are coming. But at all of these places now, you've got special things between the characters that happen that inevitably you're going to be at a buffet when one of them happens. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many, yes, during the buffet times, how many times we're like sitting there scooping our plate and it's like, Hey, friends! You're like, no! no. <laughs> Got chicken nuggets falling off the plate as you're running right. back to the... <laughs> like throwing pudding and mandarin oranges <laughs> flying everywhere. Got one kid under an arm, a plate in another. <laughs> All right. Uh, Disney's Fan Festival Fantasy Parade is done for the year at Magic Kingdom. Um, this is something that we both enjoy. We've both been able to see it. So what does Disney do for these last two weeks? So this is their peak time. What do they do with this parade for the last two weeks? So they bring in that, um, that Christmas time parade in the, the week around it. Um, now, in my, like, I can't, I'd have to go do both in one day to kind of prove it. Um, it's like a smaller version of the big party one, though. I don't, it's not the whole one, but it's got some of those same floats. Um, so it's, it's really nice, and then um, Santa's on the back one. Is it? Is he on the back one? Oh. Yeah, he's on the he's on the last float. The very last float. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Like Mickey's on the first one, and Santa's on the yep. back. One. Yeah. So um, they do a unique one with the time of year that we're entering, and uh, it's nice. It's the same kind of thing that we talked about. How um, Space Mountain on Christmas Day will normally do the the holiday overlay. So um, just making the days unique in comparison to the other you know 350 days a year where you would go to magic kingdom yeah so um if you do get a chance to go to walt disney world or disneyland during the holidays definitely take that chance because they are fantastic during the holidays do you know is i don't think it's the whole very merry christmas parade i think it's a smaller i think i think it's like at least three quarters if not more you think it's um, the whole thing yeah, I think I think it's pretty close. So, all right, two minutes left. Let's go through some rapid fire here. Um, the making of the Disney Wish documentary is going to debut on National Geographic here on the twenty fourth. So on Saturday, on National Geographic. So if you have National Geographic or if you have Disney Plus, you should be able to see this documentary of the making of the cruise ship, the Disney Wish. Space Mountain implements new loose article po policy. And the big thing around this policy was people thought that you weren't going to be able to film. It is going to, and I think you're going to see this a lot more, it's going more to what the cruise ship allows as far as filming on the aqueducts and, and, and that kind of stuff. The, the camera now has to be on your person, and it can't be on a gimbal, on a, on a stick, or anything like that. You have to have that mounted to your chest, on your head, something like that. Um, so no more handheld camera on Space Mountain. Be ready. Well, it's, oh, it's gonna it's gonna come to more rides, I think. Yeah, it's already well. It's already kind of on Rock and Roller Coaster because when I filmed, um, it had to be tethered. So they, it was fine that it was on a a hand, um, a handheld, but it had to be tethered. They needed to see the tether wrapped around my wrist. And, and on Expedition Everest, they, they yeah. made sure that it was tethered on Expedition Everest. Yeah. Um, new virtual assistant debuted last week for Walt Disney World. Um, so it's basically like a text assistant that you can ask specific questions. The um, actual functionality of it wasn't great, but it will surely be exp expanded as we go. Uh, lots of renovations on the hotels happening. Go over to the Disney Parks Twitter page to check out uh, what's going on. This documents some of the stuff that's going on at the Grand Floridian at Caribbean Beach. Um, 
the Polynesian Tower project, that kind of stuff. Lots of stuff going on um, with the hotels. Festival of the Lion King's getting more show times and getting expanded a little bit. Um, and the expansion is going into 2023, which is pretty awesome. Um, and Disney's Wild, Wide World of Sports is going to be hosting a Major League Spring training again. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to be making uh, the Wide World of Sports Complex their mm -hmm. home for the first half of their spring training next year. So cool to see because the Braves were there for years and years and years and years and years. And then it didn't host any teams for a while. And now the Rays are coming back next year. We'll see how that goes. Anything else that you're seeing, Mr. Salvadori? Nope. You got the big two that I wanted to talk about. Outstanding. Well, good news section. Let's get over to the top three section. Business trip. Uh, the people move around. <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. All right, so I have this right here. Not, it's gonna be random. I'm shaking them up. I don't have anything in my hands, nothing like Let's that. Let's talk about the top three things that you wish would have stayed from the pandemic. <laughs> if it is, it is completely <laughs> random. This is number 14. And let's go over, let's hide Mr. Salvadori here for a second. You guys don't need to see that. If you did see it, you can jump on and I guess stream to my thing. Number 14 is, okay, this is an interesting one, good one. The top three ticketed events at Walt Disney World. So by ticketed, we'll go with uh, dessert parties, after parties, um, tours, anything that you would pay extra for um, at Walt Disney World. So you have 30 seconds from now. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Mm, go ahead. All right, so my number three is going to be um, Adventures by Disney Tours. Um, and I'm gonna really knock it down to um, the Yuletide Fantasy Tour that is during the magic, during the, the holiday season. So Yuletide Magic, is, or Yuletide Fantasy is basically a tour of Disney's events team on how they decorate the parks for Christmas. Um, so this tour started in Epcot and we went over to the Disney, um, yeah, I don't even remember what they called it. Um, their big warehouse where they do all the Christmas supply. So this would have been the first week of the Christmas um, holiday there. So like that first week in November and it was cool because you go in there and it's just this huge warehouse of bulbs and wreaths and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and they tell you kind of how the, how they figure out what they're going to do and how far the out they plan and how long it takes to get everything ready and how they put everything together. You're, you're doing the same thing I am is pulling down some of your stuff. <laughs> let's not, let's not crash through the, uh, <laughs> the microphone this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, we got to do that. We got to go over to um, Emirates Patisserie to do um, Christmas cookie decorating. It, it was a really cool tour and it took half the day. Got to see some really cool things. Disney. Oh, we went over to the uh, the show building as well where they do all the, the costuming and where they do all the um, the rehearsing for parades and their their Christmas time shows and all that kind of stuff. So 
yeah, it was it was a really really neat um, really neat tour. So they do a lot of different ones, everything from like the behind the scenes tour and that what kind are you of doing, stuff. Doing man, you can't just you can't just throw out like thirty tour you one tour. <laughs> the how we yeah. get the holidays ready tour. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Peter. What's your number three? My goodness, it does that all the time. All right, um, so I'm going to go with one that it's not currently being offered, but I truly hope that it comes back. The Frozen Dessert Party. We have done several dessert parties, and the Frozen Dessert Party over at Epcot is the best, hands down. Um, so here's there's a wristband from the Frozen Dessert Party. I have a really nice one back here, and I didn't see it really quickly, so I just gave up on it real quick. Yeah, we've got one in our, uh, our Disney Memories yeah. box, too. So um, right there on the entrance to World Showcase, over to the left, back behind that building, they use that entire area. It's food, um, there's there's like desserts, there's a little bit of charcuterie, little cheese fondue, open bar, fantastic time. Um, really great, you get to sit down about 45 minutes before the show starts and go all the way through the end of the show. And the best, honestly, after it gets done then, they escort you over to Frozen Ever After and you get to close out your night after the fireworks, riding Frozen Ever After after the ride's done and everybody's kind of exiting the park. And the unsung hero of this dessert party is actually these things right here. <laughs> that I loved this when I put them on. So you put these on and what it does is it snowflakes light sources. So... The firework goes up and it launches, but then it snowflakes the trickle down of the firework. And it's <laughs> it's so amazing. I remember putting these on and watching that fireworks and going, that's, that's just fantastic. Um, right there. Yep. And you can see there's Anna and Elsa. Yep. Yep. So frozen dessert party, uh, not back yet, but I imagine that's going to be one of the things that do come back to Epcot, um, as, as they get it back to, we'll say normal. So Matt, what's your number two? My number two, let's go over to the number twos here. So, I kind of went back and forth with my number two. My number two is actually going to be the dessert party for um, the Magic Kingdom fireworks. So, we haven't done the enchant enchantment one yet, but we did do it with Happily Ever After. So, how the dessert party works is actually, it is in three different stages. So, you either have a pre-dessert party, a during-dessert party, or a post-dessert party. All three dessert parties will have dedicated viewing areas for the show but depending on which party you do you're either going to have your treats and drinks before during or after the fireworks show um so we did it during the show um you sit in tomorrowland terrace they have a little dessert buffet set out for you uh the adults get a glass of champagne the kids got a glass of sparkling apple juice and you could go back and keep our sparkling grape juice and you could keep going back and getting sparkling grape juice as much as you wanted um but yeah it, it's kind of the same thing the the thing that i liked better about the frozen dessert party than the tomorrowland one was the view from tomorrowland isn't the greatest of views in the frozen dessert party, they actually take you over to that port of entry area where you get one of the best views of those shows in that area. So that 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 was the one thing that I was like, yeah. Now the new party with enchantment, they have some of the hub seating, but it's still kind of off center and it's it's not the premium seating, but it's still a good place to watch the fireworks from. There aren't many bad places to watch the fireworks from. But as far as Disney desserts, all little finger food desserts, awesome across the board. Um, and these dessert parties will run anywhere from, what, about $69 to about $109, depending on when you're going and doing them and which one you're doing. Um, so definitely check the prices out or get with one of us and we can help you book it on your next trip. Peter, what's your number two? Uh, I was torn between two, but I'm ultimately going to go with one that's a little bit more accessible for all. 
Um, again, one that uh, not currently being offered because there's a lot of tours that are still working on getting the people back in place and, and get them going. Uh, but when it comes back, the Taste of the Magic Kingdom tour, the Taste of the Magic Kingdom tour was fantastic. Uh, you start up there by Tony's with a little appetizer, and then you walk to a few different kitchens, and they explain, like for example, the Skipper Canteen Kitchen is connected to the Liberty Tree Tavern and the Diamond Horseshoe Kitchen. And so all of the food, and, and if you like think about now, if you look at a park map, yes, they're exactly on the opposite <laughs> side of that center building. Um, so they just kind of tell you like how the restaurant in Tomorrowland Terrace actually supplies the food for everything all the way over to Casey's Hot Dogs. Um, it's just, it's really cool if you're a foodie to hear how all of that food gets made and prepared every day and how it, it's very interesting because in Magic Kingdom, you would think, oh, there's so many restaurants. Yeah, there's actually only like four kitchens currently running um, throughout the day and everything's kind of being utilidored um, up secret entrances to the various places. The, like the only thing that gets made in Casey's is the fries. Everything else <laughs> um, gets utilidored up and they have a dumb waiter that comes up into the back with, with the stuff that goes down to the utilidor. So um, just really, really cool information to find out, full of different little food samplings and other stuff. My favorite thing was they ended it at Tomorrowland Terrace and um, they sat us down and they brought us egg rolls and said, these are just a couple of different offerings. Um, tell us what you think, give us some feedback. The chefs wanna know and now um, the egg rolls that I tasted are now in that little egg roll stand just off to the right before you go into Adventureland. So um, it's kind of cool because I remember um, having those egg rolls on that that VIP food tour. There you Matt, go. what is your number one? And you better not say mine. I know I'm not going to say yours because I'm going completely out of reach for a lot of people. And I'm going with the Magic Kingdom photo session. Um, so Disney offers offered and will offer again a lot of different family photo sessions they have the um something your moment right now um <laughs> capture your moment something your moment. <laughs> the capture your moment little 15 minute photo sessions right now but when they come back in their full-fledged glory you can do family photo sessions at any of the parks any of the hotels <laughs> anywhere you want with Disney photographers and it is unbelievable we have done it three times now um, we did the Magic Kingdom one we did one at the Polynesian and then we, we did one at the Grand Floridian with uh, the in-laws and it's fantastic um, you can go in with your own plan or you can let the Disney photographer take you around to different places to get photos. When we did the Magic Kingdom one, the Magic Kingdom one is definitely an upcharge. So, um, especially if you're going to do the longer one, we did the hour one, you get into the park before the park opens. That way you don't get anybody in your shots. They take you around, you get your classic castle shots. Uh, we did a lot over in that, um, right as you were going into Adventureland area. And then we did oh, some in the little offshoot in the uh, shopping area across from the Emporium. And just fantastic, fantastic photos with the Magic Kingdom one. We also got a 16 by 21 uh, canvas photo and we got a upside down Disney fine art USB that they put all of our photos on in this cool little case that we got to keep all of the studio images as well. There um, are Christmas carolers at my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jingle Bell Rock is currently happening over here. There you go. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that is my number one. And again, that'll be something once it comes back in its full glory, you can definitely reach out to us if you have any questions. I am very knowledgeable on those photo sessions and would would love to help you get one for your family. Uh, Peter, what is your number one? Is my mic picking up Jingle Bell Rock? A little bit. 
<laughs> okay, so I'll just try to talk through it a little bit. Um, my number one is the Wild Africa Trek over at Animal Kingdom. It is an amazing experience. Um, you start just kind of to the side of Kilimanjaro Safaris. They put a vest that kind of cinches in. Um, if you've ever been, you know, rock climbing or things like that, it's got that whole thing, the whole little harness and everything. Um, but then they take you back through a little nature trail and they start you onto this, this wild Africa trek. And so you walk along and you see the hippopotami. Um, they tell you all about them. They do like a feeding to make them come over so that they'll eat. Walk through a little bit more. They take you, you get to go over the bridges, over the crocodile area. Um, you just get these really unique immersive experiences. And then you climb aboard a private vehicle, take sort of a different route through the safari area. And if you've ever been on the safari, when you're out in that big grassland area, there's the, the hut up to the upper right that you yes. go, oh, maybe that's like part of Animal Kingdom Lodge or something. And it's not, it's actually this trek. They bring you up there and they park in there and you get out and you come to this little private dining area where they've got that pog juice along with a little canteen of all of these different unique foods that are just so good. Um, and then you sit around, you got about 30, 40 minutes to sit around there before they load you back up and kind of finish your safari back on that private vehicle. And so you just get a very, very intimate safari experience in addition to some really kind of fun excursion, uh, like trek things. You get to like hook into these things and like lean out over the, the different animal enclosures. Uh, it's just a really, really amazing thing. It is by far worth the money. It is a little bit pricey, um, gets you up towards $200 a person, but, uh, but worth it, 100% worth it. Um, I had some clients do it, I've done it. And then my clients who did it, I booked a trip for them and they were like, hey, book us that Wild Africa trip again. So like, even though they've been on it, it's <laughs> it's so amazing of an experience. So um, that think, the end. And then you want me to uh, end this and come back? Yeah, but I, I, I wanted to say one thing before we go. I think when we talk about, you know, tours and that kind of stuff, the tours pricing really varies from tour to tour because you can get prices for as low as 19 you know to 30 bucks a person yeah. and then you can do Buy other tours is super cheap yeah and then you can do other tours that are 400 dollars an hour yeah so you know it's it's very much what you're wanting to do what you're wanting to see how in-depth do you want to get do you want to see behind the curtain on some of these things because there's some stuff that you know, just not knowing is magical enough, so. But yeah, um, so Peter, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook at Princess of the Mouse Travel. Um, click on there, send me a message, and... <laughs> and we'll get him back here in a second. So what he was saying, Princesses of the Mouse... Uh, Disney Travel. Go over to Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. You can find him over there. Or Salva Disney, S-A-L-V-A-D-I-S-N-E-Y, SalvaDisney at gmail.com is his direct email address. Or you can just go over to the website and check us out. But thanks. This is another great top three. We will see you guys next year with the top three segment. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. And quickly, I'm going to get Peter back on here and... We'll get the show going again.
Apparently, I should have watched the time a little bit better. I know. I was like, you want me to restart this? And then you were like, yeah, but let me talk for more than a minute. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight's question, um, viewer question. I really haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, so let's see here. What, what do we have over on the old Gmailoscope here? Uh, see if we can give you some options. Don't that, like that. I never ever get options. And during the news show, you just like throw out a news item and say, hey, what is it? I'm like, what are we talking about? I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So I will I will lean on your expertise on this, this question. This is about the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Um, and, and this, let's give credit where it's due on the question because apparently I can't find the person's... Bookies Love 23. Don't know if you're a gambler or a reader. So, I mean, that's a pretty wide open, um, wide open username there. Okay, okay, to be honest, it is really as bad motion sickness-wise am I being told. I don't get motion sick, but I have fear of getting sick. So my anxiety regarding this ride is high from reviews. I've literally ridden everything at Walt Disney World. The only ride I did not like that made me Disney was Star Tours. Watched a YouTube ride video. It didn't look bad. Looks very fun, but I'm still nervous. Um, so what is your experience with the ride as far as motion sickness? Now I know that shortly after they opened the ride, they added a bunch of trash cans by the exit. <laughs> so, um, are what are me. your thoughts? Um, here are my thoughts. If you can handle Rock and Roller Coaster and Space Mountain, then you're going to be perfectly fine here. And I mentioned those two because Rock and Roller Coaster hits you with the lateral Gs. Um, Space Mountain kind of hits you with the... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, Guardians of the Galaxy is... Uh, very smooth. If I can describe the ride experience, I would say something similar to Seven Dwarves Mine Train. So it's a tubular coaster, um, very, very smooth ride. But then the only difference is the ride vehicle that you're in articulates and pivots to like kind of shift your view on like what you're supposed to be looking at. Um, what I can tell you is the the front if you can get in the front you can see the tracks a little bit more and so even though it is in the dark there's enough ambient light to where if you're in the front you can see where the tracks are and where the tracks are gonna go which always helps with motion sickness um, and then there is one scene where you kind of like are really dived like you're going around but your vision is being pushed with how the cars are articulated um, looking at something in the center of this go around and that's the only spot on it where like I kind of go Ooh, if I really focus in on that so if I'm not feeling great maybe like while I'm being pushed this way I look to where the ride track is going uh, just to kind of like give myself you know that frame of reference you only really get motion sick on things if you lose your frame of reference which is why I, ne I never understand people who are like, I get motion sick, so I close my eyes. <laughs> okay, well, now your body doesn't know what's about to happen. Yeah, it's all an orientation and space right. thing, so. Right, you, like, you gotta be like, oh, I get motion sick, so I need to see that I'm going down, then going to the left, then going yeah. to the right. Um, so, those would be my, my tips. Um I will tell you this though, just straight up, if the only thing that's made you sick at Disney World is the the Star Tours motion simulator, then yeah, you can handle you can handle this hands down 100%. And um even if it does make you sick, it's worth it. Boot rally like and so ride the thing, boot and rally and move on with your day because not going on it out of fear is robbing yourself of one of the best roller coaster experiences of my life. 
And that is coming from somebody I have been on it now over 10 times uh, through sheer virtual queue and individual lightning lane purchases. I am, <laughs> I am ashamed of how much I have spent for individual lightning lane purchases on, on that ride just because I wanted to ride it a whole bunch in the few trips that I've taken down there since it's been opened. All right. Well, Peter, again, where can people find you at? Uh, go to Facebook, type in Disney Travel Agent or Princesses and the Mouse, and you will find me really quickly. We can start talking via Facebook. Um, you can also go onto our Wix site and fill out that form, and I will email you uh, within a couple of days of receiving that form and start the conversation that way. Fantastic. We'd love to talk to you, though. Uh, have plenty of time to help you work through 2023 vacations and beyond. So, speaking of 2023, we've got a little bit of time. What are your thoughts on travel right now? I, just for me, it seems like 2023 in Disney is really down right now. So, it might be a really good time to go. It's uh, it's not a little down. It's down, down. Um, normally, like right now, heading into the year, I would be probably looking. And again, I don't really push my business. Um I more do like I do the business to like share my expertise because um, I always have my clients, my clients. Oh, my gosh, you're so knowledgeable. Yes, I know. But that's why I do it. But it's not my nine to five. It's not my bread and butter. So um, it's more of a hobby. So I don't like push myself out there. And and like if I email if you ask me for info and I email you and then you don't email me back. I don't know. I might follow up one or two times, but then I'm just going to. I'm just, you know, cut the cord and, and kind of go and say, okay, hopefully you found someone else or or you're making it happen on your own. Um, yeah, you're not going to chase sales leads. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to follow up on sales leads, but yeah, I'm not going to like hound you aggressively or anything else like that, which, and, and same thing in the planning. I'm going to be really relaxed and laid back on it. I'm going to make sure that everything gets done on the deadlines of when they need to get done. But um my goal is really just to like make you see that we can just relax. It's going to get done. You're going to have an amazing trip and you're not going to have to do any of the legwork. And um, if you're like worried about stuff, I'm going to answer your questions and calm your fears. And if, if you want to, you know, I have some clients where before their trip, I might have 15 hour long conversations and I got other clients that, Hey, I talked to you three times. I get what I need. I get your trip ready to go. And then you go and you have an amazing time. Yeah. Um, and everything in between. But anyway, back to your, your actual question. Um, normally, right now, I would expect to have, I don't know, somewhere somewhere in the teens, maybe into the 20s of reservations for the upcoming year. I don't, have, I don't even have in the 10s right now of, of trips coming into uh, 2023. And um, again... Not my bread and butter. I'm not worried or concerned about it in any way, but just from a travel side of it, being able to look in and see, yeah, down is uh, down is the right word for sure. I mean, um, just it, it's part of, you know, the, I don't know, it's according to the U.S. what Consumer Report the other day, it's 9% more expensive for me to keep myself alive today than it was last year. So, yeah. You know, that has part of it. If I used to be able to go to the grocery store for $60 and now I'm going to the grocery store for, you know, $70, you know, um, I used to fill up my gas tank. You know, I drive a truck, so (laughs) (laughs) 75 bucks used to fill my tank and now 75 bucks. I'm like, heck yeah, two thirds. Um, Yeah. So like all of those little things are impacting all of our viewers as well. So yeah. it, it, it makes sense that travel is going to be a little bit down. Disney is posting their worst stock value in 30 something years to close out the year or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more. Maybe, maybe it was in the seventies I read. So like 40 something years. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's crazy because, you know, we've talked about kind of the deals that they have going on at the beginning of next year already. And these deals go through spring break. Yeah, and it, April, you mostly. never, never see travel deals for Disney during spring break. But that also, to me, says we're not going to get Tron anytime before middle of April. 
Yeah, and I'm worried about that because I'm going first of April. So I was really banking on going first of April and catching Tron in its opening week. Um, or, you know, one of its opening weeks. But, yeah, it is what it is, you know. Hey, we'll have that news for you when it breaks next year, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to break at some point. Yep. Um, the big, I mean, the big tell on Toronto, obviously. So they, they've already told the cast members. They've already started ride testing with upper-level executives and some cast members. So if it's not open by April 1st, I'm actually going to be surprised. So I'm, I'm still kind of holding out hope that it's like early March is when it launches in the effort to fill it over spring break. Um, and these deals are just a push to get occupancy where they want it and then they'll book they'll you know use tron as a way to fill occupancy yeah yeah that would that would make sense as well into the summer so well peter have a have a happy uh happy holiday merry christmas you and your family uh be safe this weekend if you're doing any traveling um it is going to be brutal in the midwest yeah we pushed our uh we pushed our travel off to next week for that very reason Yep. So, uh, be safe and, uh, I will talk to you in the new year. All right. Bye everybody. Have a great day. Bye now. Peter with princesses and mouse Disney travel joined us this afternoon. Um, talked a little Disney news top three on our favorite ticketed events and a customer question about party. social media facebook's the best place to find us at dpi podcast for the show at patm disney travel for the travel side look for some big news at the beginning of the year um if you're over on twitter as long as elon lets us still you know cross post to different platforms at disney insights on twitter um all for a fantastic 2022 have an amazing christmas and new year we will see you in 2023 bye now